Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about the latest news and rumors. Also, the team is back to full health, or at least we think so. That's coming up today on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome, everyone, to today's show. This is episode 281 of Traveling with the Mouse. For those of you who have been listening since episode one, you might want to take a short break. Stand up, get a drink of water, and then come back for episode 282. That's a lot of content. Yeah, it's a lot of content all in a row. So, for today's episode, I am your host. I am not a ghost, but I am your host. And I am Jason. And I am joined by my esteemed and acclaimed, storied, trophied, all of those accolades, co-hosts, first of all, is Adam. What's up, everybody? Are we stretching today? Like the stretching room? We're trying to stretch well, I just, I'm just trying to esteem, just give you the proper accolades that you deserve. Uh, some dap. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, of course. But, you know, last but not least on the co-host list today is John. Together we can seize the future with excess. <laughs> Is this alien encounter? Yes. Excess teleportation? Yes. I could have used that line. Yeah, that would be more of a Tim Curry line. Yes. What do you want, Skippy? So, John, the people want to know. (laughs) The people want to know. The first top of the line is, how are you feeling? Don't bury the lead. We have to to please the people. I'm good. I'm actually... Pretty much my normal, usual self now. So yes. Oh no! Oh, sorry. Did I say that? (laughs) That's not what we wanted. That's not what you wanted. Okay. Well, all right. I have afforded myself some time to edit a few videos for our YouTube channel. Just you know, just plug that that we have a few out there now. Yeah. So. Yeah, we need to get some followers on there. So, how many do we need to be able to live stream stuff when the part comes back? About nine hundred (laughs) ninety-five. There's room for a thousand. Because I've always wanted to live stream a a parkeology every ride run, and we just don't have enough followers to do it right now because we never push YouTube. Yeah, well, we haven't uploaded videos until like two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So So just if anything, watch our videos that John put up and follow us so that we can, you know, do some live stuff occasionally, especially when we go back. We can't ever remember what our YouTube link is because I don't remember what it is either. What's our YouTube channel? Oh, we need to. Inc- we'll include that in the show notes. Like when we put this one on there. Yeah, a nice notes. little link to the YouTube channel. I mean, it's the top sure. hit on YouTube right now. Oh yeah, it's on trending. Just go. You're, you're feeling. You're feeling well, John. You are. You know, a couple of weeks, more than a couple of weeks out now. Three now. Mm-hmm. And so you are fever-free. If we go by the CDC guidelines, you're pretty much set for at least three months. You can't get it. What are you going to do? Well, I would say I'm going to Disney World, but that would be a lie. That would be ideal, but I don't yeah. think that's going to happen. You can't go to Disneyland, so... Yeah, I definitely can't go to Disneyland. Well, you have enough time that you could go quarantine, go hit up, like, Shanghai Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe you could Paris. go to Alani. I'm I'm thinking they're hurting there. <laughs> I don't hmm. think they're Maybe even open yet, a good are discount. they? Hmm. I don't think Alani's open yet. Uh-uh. I don't uh, think they are either. They're probably still selling DVC there, though, because they <laughs> want to do that any chance they have an opportunity. 
Yeah, fly out there and do a DVC tour and come back. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that might not mm, be a bad idea. Eh, I think I'll pass. The I'll flight might back. be the the flight actually might be the cheapest it's ever been. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm going to be looking at that next year, hoping, assuming things are normal and the prices are still bargain prices. I would definitely go back. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're doing well. So we are back at our full strength, at least as far as we know. So what are we going to do? Are we going to talk about Disney today or are we going to talk about coronavirus? Which one would you rather pick? (laughs) Definitely not coronavirus. I want to leave it behind. I was going to say, one thing I did do Disney-related today, though, was I did reschedule my cruise. So there was that. Oh, yeah. We were supposed to bring up your cruise. So when are you going to be cruising? You you brought it up a few times. You were going to cruise this year. When are you now going to be cruising? So right now, the new plan is for September of next year. It's a Halloween on the high seas cruise, which I've been on before. The friends that we're supposed to be going with, I think they... Kind of wanted to do the Halloween one anyway, but we were kind of pushing for the Christmas one because we just told them it was better, mm. uh, which it really is. On the ship, there's more to do in the Christmas one, but the Halloween one's still pretty good too. So since I didn't want to push it almost a full year and plus out, if possible, right. I figured September would be a pretty good time. Yeah, so roughly a year from now. Yeah, roughly. When all was said and done, I actually upgraded from a Ocean View to an Ocean View Veranda. Mm-hmm. And the the larger size room, and it only, which is weird because we were just going to have the large porthole before, but going from the maritime one to the Halloween on the high seas, like difference between December and September, right. it was only a hundred and thirty three dollars more to make it yeah. a veranda room, <laughs> like total. Is that because so, hurricane season? Is possibly. I mean, I, but I've I've sailed in September more than I have any other month, really, just because it's the cheapest. Right. But I'm, I'm, I guess I'm being the novice on cruise line. Is that why it's cheaper because of hurricane season? I yeah. think September is post school starting, so that's yeah. also going to be a that's problem. That's the other reason. Although now with virtual school, you can do school from anywhere, right? You could do it on that's, a cruise. I think the hope this is we is won't true. be doing virtual school <laughs> in 2021. Maybe that's the way of the future, though. Give everyone yeah. the option. Have an option to do so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, you know, to me, I, I, you know, this is getting off track, but I think that would be a good thing in the future where you could have, you know, if your kid is sick, for example, you could still do school, but they, you know, could do it from home if they're sick, o- only in certain circumstances. But, you know, why couldn't you do that? It is 2020 after all. It is. Adam. Yeah. I have a question for you. Uh-huh. What do you think of the fact that there's some rumors out there as you told me before the show, mm-hmm. that our romantic dinner spot, you know, the <laughs> yeah. night before our challenge, <laughs> yes. where we sit and watch the fireworks, Sebastian's Bistro, yeah, may not reopen. I know, that that really kind of bummed me out because it wasn't ever really busy, and I guess that's probably the reasoning why it never got a ton of It was so know, good. It was. The drinks were great, the food was incredible. I've, that that I bread, the bread yeah, with all the, the bread, sauces. The, oh yeah, it was so good. And we talked about it a lot because we frequented it, frequented it, frequented Sebastian's. But it's not that surprising because you know it started as a lunch and dinner, and then very quickly was only dinner, 
And any, every time I was there, it was never full or that busy. You would have thought Skyliner might help, but I guess it's so far from the Skyliner station. station. Right. It didn't really help it. Right. It might be just as far to walk from the Riviera station as it is the Caribbean Beach station to get to it. Yeah, I mean, potentially. Yeah. If you timed it, yeah, it might actually be. Oh, well. So if it does close forever, that is kind of sad because... Well, I mean, they have to put something else there, right? I mean, Caribbean Beach needs a table service. I mean, do they, though? I mean, I guess as a moderate, they do need one, but maybe they thought... They're a moderate. They can't be a moderate without a table service. I suppose. I, I think it's just one of those weird rumors. It's coming back. You think Space 220 will ever open? <laughs> no. No, I guess it will. I mean, they're continuing to work on it, so. They're going to have to change the name if they open it, right? 2020? It can't be. Wasn't it? Wait a minute. No, it's 220, I'm, I think. I'm, 220, excuse me. I'm losing my, I'm losing my mind. Oh. Yeah. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm having lingering effects after all. <laughs> Could be. You added an extra zero to 220 yeah. restaurant. Yeah. Speaking of 20, on August 20th is when the AMC theaters at Disney Springs will reopen, and they're going to have some movies available for just 15 cents per ticket. Whoa. Right. What movies are they going to be showing, though? I forgot. I mean, there's not much oh, new. Look it up. Yeah, look it up. Because, I mean, it sounds great, but if there was something I really wanted to see, sure. Milan. Yeah, for fi- you can fifteen cents, <laughs> or you could pay thirty bucks on Disney Plus <laughs> in another two weeks. So it's sold out for a lot of them. So here's what they're showing on opening day: Beauty and the Beast live action, two showings; Black Panther, two showings; mm. Back to the Future, two showings. Mm. Okay, looks cool. like there's a Vin Diesel movie called Bloodshot. Never saw that. Is that something I new? I don't know that one. Oh, no, no. I seem like I remember hearing it. Two showings. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't I pay fifteen st- cents for it. <laughs> I still believe Jumanji: The Next Level. It's just tempting fate. This this twenty twenty feels like Jumanji. Yeah. Uh, they're showing Grease. They're showing Episode the Five, Star Wars Episode Five. Uh, they got four showings of Star Wars Episode Five. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ghostbusters original, and that's it. So they're showing all old stuff. But it looks to be sold out for tomorrow on just about everything. We are recording this the day before. And the only thing you could get right now is the 4 p.m. Black Panther showing. So how are they making money on 15 cent tickets? I think the point is to just get people to come. Right. And then word of mouth be like, oh, it was so great. And then, you know, if 15 cents goes over well, then it's going to go up to 30. And then, you know, we just keep going on until eventually it's a regular price ticket. I mean, because I would easily play 15 cents to go see Empire in a theater. It's been, well, 20 years since that was possible. Well, that depends, though. Is it the special edition or is it of the course. original theatrical cut? That that would get people there. If it was the original theatrical cut, they could get way more than 15 cents. <laughs> well, the place yeah. would be full. <laughs> of course. Well, it's already full, apparently. No, but no yeah. I mean, like, yeah, for more than 15 cents, though, it'd be, right. it'd be jam-packed. Yeah, I wouldn't pay 15 cents for any of those, though, no. I could see most of them on Disney Plus. I've already paid for it, so. Apparently, the 15 cent price is only for one day. 
Right. Uh, and then the next day, the thing. tickets go up to, there's going to be some $5 tickets. Star Wars is going to be $5. Black Panther and Beauty and the Beast are all going to be $5. Yeah. I mean, these are all movies that have been out and you could see them for free or pay with a subscription. I don't see why I have to go back to the theater for any of those, honestly. But anyway, gotcha. that's just me. Well, I think the article I was reading, the point was, with the parks now going to close earlier, what are you going to do? Right. Go see a movie. Go to the NBA experience. <laughs> That's what they want you to do. <laughs> Which NBA experience? They're going like, right. to have everything closed except the NBA experience. <laughs> That's <laughs> what it's going to be. <laughs> NBA experience will be open 24 hours, but everything else will close early. That will get people in. Yeah. But, you know, they are closing early, which left people to wonder, what are you going to do? And also, we asked this question, I think, last week. What about the restaurants? Well, there was an article about that. Right, yeah. Yeah, some of the restaurants are going to stay open later than the park, so guests can continue to dine and spend money on food. doesn't really specify how long, though, does it? One hour after yeah. the One hour? parks close. Okay. One hour. Right. Still so not I very late. I s- no. I guess I saw it early on because I didn't see a specific time. But it's basically the time that the parks would have been open had they not shortened the hours. So the restaurants will go by the same hours <laughs> as they're doing well, currently. Yeah. Now, the restaurants in Magic Kingdom, there were some that were open somewhat late. But, you know, if they had, you know, whatever their last time was that they had for a reservation, I mean, it's not like they would just throw you out unless it was just getting ridiculously late or anything like they would you would still be there right at a reasonable hour i guess what about adam's dinner at california grill where they try to just like roll out a cot and sleep there <laughs> apparently i was hoping they would give me a room at contemporary just be like guys just stay here yeah go down one floor and stay here that would be fun. But I, how cool would it be, though, for example, to be at Be Our Guest after an hour after park closed, and then when you leave your dinner, you're, like, the only ones there? That would be kind of fun. Yeah. Walking through Magic Kingdom with nobody around. Well, you'd still, you'd still have some stragglers. Yeah. But I imagine most people would be pushed onto Main Street by then, by that time. Good possibility. Yeah. So that would be fun. There's uh, some... some Interesting things there, maybe, potentially. Trying to think of another restaurant that would be, like, a cool experience. Like, Epcot, you can do that most of the time. If you have a late dinner, you can walk out of World Showcase with not that many people around. But, mm, like, if you were at Tiffin's, I doubt they would let you into Pandora. Obviously, they'd be standing there pushing you out of the park. So, it would be cool to walk through Pandora with nobody around. But, anyway. But we're not going anytime soon, so I guess it doesn't affect us. We don't think we are anyway. Well, maybe you are, John. You have uh You have immunity. Freedom. It feels like uh, Survivor. That's, John won that's, immunity. That's, <laughs> this that's week. That's <laughs> what I'll tell him at the That's what I'll tell him at the front gate. It's like, I don't have to wear a mask. I have, I'm immune. Yeah. You have the immunity <laughs> idol. <laughs> anyway. See how well that goes over. You're like, I'm willing to do a blood test right now. I'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Funny. I remember Bunga singing that when he found out he was uh, immune to like snake bites or whatever. Because <laughs> he was a, gosh, what was he again? I don't know. You know, it's from the Lion Guard. I, I don't uh, remember honey, that. Honey episode. Badger. Yeah, he's a Honey Badger. Yeah. yeah, that would explain why he said he was immune with a snake bite. Honey Badger don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
That's a really old reference. Yes. For the internet, anyway. Yep. All right, so what do we transition to next? We're really bad at transitions. Speaking of things being drained... Like speaking of if you speaking of things being drained, I'm considering donating plasma. No, <laughs> well, I was thinking snake bite poison. You oh. have to drain the. But, oh, okay, but that works too. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Phantasmic has been drained at Hollywood Studios because they're not doing it. So why so waste why the water? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it just dried up in the sun. I'm, I don't know. I'm thinking it's probably more like it gives them an opportunity to maybe do some extensive things if they wanted to clean yeah. and all this other good stuff. You got to clean the bottom of the pond, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, it's probably happened. <laughs> Hopefully, they're just gonna make the show better. I don't know. Uh, the show's not terrible. It's not great. Though. I mean, I mean, it's really not. It's just not something that I would. It's not, it's not really. It doesn't have a lot of repeatability, in my opinion. It's not worth the four mile hike back there to the theater yeah i mean it feels like you're walking to a whole nother park <laughs> before yeah. by the time you're actually getting you're there, practically in epcot by the time you get there i mean i'm not trying to say anything but they actually did put a snack stand about halfway there yeah, that's so i mean and there are bathrooms their so, own bathrooms back there too yeah right it's like this is the last chance to go to the bathroom right all right you got an eight mile journey back to the front of the yeah. park <laughs> so this is an absolutely horrible transition, but I have to do this to see what Adam thinks about it. How do yep. you feel about the headline of this attraction? Mark 10, monorail attraction uh, coming right. to Epcot. Since yeah, you're the monorail expert. Right. I saw that. I don't know what to think of that, to be honest, because is this just like a preview of what monorail we would have gotten, but instead now it's something for the play pavilion? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's, it makes it sound like you actually, this is the only way you can pilot a monorail now. Right. Is to go to the play pavilion. You can't actually do it anymore. You know, so they're just going to have a roof. front cabin you can sit in now and do like a simulator of yeah, riding. Yeah, do it virtually. You're going to get so in there and it's going to be your video from 1987, John, of <laughs> riding <Yeah>. the front. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you can virtually do what you used, used to, to actually do. do. Right. Well, maybe once they get this up and running, they'll just, you know, shut down the monorail. And they'll be like, see, this is just good enough. And then everybody will get up in arms. There you go. Uh, That kind of bugs me, though, that they're calling this the Mark 10. Because I'm like, wouldn't, first of all, wouldn't it have been the Mark 9 for the Disney one? Because doesn't Disney only have the Mark 8s right now? So they're skipping 9. Is this like iPhone? Like you skip 9, nobody wants a 9, they go straight to 10. Maybe they're from teasing. Eight. Anyway, maybe they're they're teasing the fact that they have to skip nine because nine's coming to Walt Disney World. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, maybe they are. Maybe. I have, but uh, this poster I'll put in our blog, travelingwiththemouse.com. But it, I hope the monorails don't look like this. <laughs> <laughs> the new ones, if they do make new ones, because uh, they don't they don't look very good. Maybe they felt they needed more monorail stuff to compete with, you know, just the overwhelming joy that the Skyliners bring to the Exactly. Right. Sure. Because, you know, the the first thing I was looking at, too, having changed cruise line dates, the first thing I was looking at is, is like, where to stay before the cruise and even after. And the first place I looked was Skyliner Resorts. So. 
Right. You could you you don't even need to get a park ticket. You can ride the Skyliner and then go get on your cruise. Exactly. Right. It's like my life will be complete. They need to make a, a Skyliner line that goes to the port. I mean, that might be <laughs> okay. a little expensive. But could you imagine getting <laughs> stuck on that? I mean, think of how yeah. long the one to Epcot is, and you're just like, oh my gosh, chugging along. I mean, it's only like yeah. an hour drive to Port Canaveral. I could imagine what a Skyliner ride would take. How long right. it would take? Frequent stops. <laughs> you would definitely need the defecation bag for that trip. <laughs> it really moves pretty fast, though. I mean, if you think about it. Not as fast as a monorail. Boom. Roasted. Oh, yeah. Well, the monorail can go <laughs> up to, what, 70, I think, if it's wide open. I don't remember, but it's fast. It can't. It they very. They very rarely put it wide open, though. I don't. I don't I've never been on one where they did run it wide open. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they be... used to, especially late at night, getting folks out of there. Yeah. You could. You could tell they were zooming it. I don't know if they so, were going seventy though. That would be. That would be awesome. I think that's mainly the place you would see that would be on the Epcot line. You know, they have that long stretch right going right beside the entrance. This pretty yeah. straight. So. I think that's probably about the only place you would see it go that fast. Now, according to this, the top speed is 55 miles per hour of the monorail. Well, so, anyway. They said they said one time on a video, and if I can find it, I will post it, that it could go up to 70 miles an hour. Let's see what Bob so. Gurr says. No, but I, I, you know, anyway. Now, that might be, you know, they're like, let's see what this baby can do, like run it wide open type thing. Right. Who was that? Was it Bob Gurr that said something about those uh, riding those trams wide open or whatever when they went under the <laughs> under the bridge? <laughs> Wasn't right. that him or, or was it yeah, another guy? Right. He, well, he was saying he had to run them wide open because it wouldn't yeah. make it up that hill under the water yeah. bridge. Yeah. Right. Back in yeah. the old days. I don't know. How, I don't know how wide open that was though. I don't know how fast that was. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it wasn't that fast. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Anyways, I mean, it wasn't a busy news week, but there's a couple of other things. What did you guys see? Well, one quick one I was going to bring up was the Kylo Ren animatronic wasn't working. The f- The final one wasn't working the, today. The one that flails? Like yes, flails about, yeah. And s- stands in place, but flails. Right. I was going to say, the one that, if you didn't already know that's how it was supposed to look, you would think it was like going into one of those jerking motions that you see when animatronics. Yeah. <laughs> Breakdown or whatever. Yeah. Like a hydraulic line broke. Right. <laughs> it's like, ah. Right. <laughs> and then just like a curtain basically falls in front of him. <laughs> that's what it looks like. So honestly, the video of the B mode of this, I actually prefer because you just watch the screen instead of turning towards the animatronic which, you know what's funny? The motion of Kylo Ren pulling you in with the Force is the same motion that Daisy does on Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway when you go into her dance yeah. studio. I just find that funny. I wonder if they did that on purpose. I'm just curious if they did that it on probably, purpose. It probably saves them and some writing or whatever it is like for the program. Right, it's probably the same copy. motion. Yeah, to just copy certain spots. It's probably not the only spot either. I just found that funny that you kind of get sucked in in the beginning like like Kylo Ren does like as he's pulling you in with the force but Daisy does the same thing I just find that kind of funny I wonder if that yeah. was a nod to it but anyway yeah because you got to think like back in the day that's probably the same concept what they or similar concept to what they did with dinosaur you know copying Indiana Jones yeah. like we already have the program 
right. written this way. We'll just copy the whole thing and just change the scenery pretty right. much. Yeah, there's like videos too of the old animated films like Snow White, like Snow White was dancing with the dwarves and then they did the exact same animation for Robin Hood when they were dancing. Like they oh, yeah, used yeah. some of the same animation for each one. Yeah. Yeah. Well they, they seriously had to cut costs back in those that <laughs> Oh yeah. That was a rough time, but post Walt dying. But anyway, I the B mode actually is pretty cool because Kylo Ren's in his little uh, TIE fighter and I think that looks cooler actually than the, you know the animatronic. You're gonna have to post the link for me because I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Well, you can. I've been busy. I've been busy creating content. Not. (laughs) You're you're a content creator, John. You're a content creator. That's what you are. There you go. By the way, have y'all have y'all watched any of the videos I put out? They look okay. I've watched them all. Yeah, they look good. Look good. Okay. Okay, good deal. Did you use GoPro? What did you use for your or did cuz or you had a gimbal, right? For which time? For for like the flight of passage or the uh Navi. Well, it was a combination actually. The walking to it and the exterior stuff was done with the um gimbal and my yeah. Google 3 Pixel XL. Okay. Yeah, it was very smooth. But the actual ride itself, I was actually using the GoPro Hero 7 with the wrist attachment. Yeah. That's what I was using on the when I was riding the Banshee, which I thought that right. actually turned out quite well for considering. Yeah, it did. So yeah, that's another reason I used it. So it did turn out now, pretty good. Of course, we got hit with the copyright. Like at about like a, there's like a minute section that it picked up in right. the actual film, and that's the only thing it picked up. <laughs> right. But it didn't matter. I mean, it just letting you know this is what it was, and you know it had it couldn't be monetized because of that and all that good stuff. Yeah, we're a long way from that anyway. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's like, sure, I was expecting to make a lot of money off of this video. Oh. <laughs> right. Boy, yeah, they are real quick to pull any, if there's a snippet of something copyright, yeah. they'll flag it immediately. Interestingly enough, though, the Navi one did not pick up a thing, <laughs> which is surprising to me. So, My Wa, or whatever the name of the song is, they don't care about that one being... I guess, I guess maybe that's not actually in the film. It's, it's right. actually Disney created it, and they haven't you know, put anything out there that's what they have a problem with, apparently. So, because so many people would have it in their videos because they post, I guess. Yeah, yeah. speaking, I'm gonna say, speaking of that, because you went with the B mode on there, there was a rumor, I only saw it on like one site, that the Navi Shaman was like in B mode on yeah, a more really, regular basis. She's missing right now, so it's so the screen, right? So yeah, they have screen. the screen version of the Shaman instead, yeah. Probably to save some costs, right? Yeah, I'm gonna say when I first saw that, though, I was thinking like it's not like it's been removed. It's probably just down below. Like you, it, it usually disappeared happens. for a little while, probably around this time last year. I mean, I feel like it might just be yearly maintenance on the shaman. It could be, yeah, because I remember we saw the screen once while we wrote it. It still looked good though, with, even with the screen. She yeah, flails about, but it's a lot more believable. Yeah, yeah, it's not like she's being blown up. <laughs> That'd be bad. You know, speaking of which, I was thinking we might could put this up as a poll. Mm-hmm. You know, that I think about it, because you know, a lot of people, of course, are drawn to and are really big on Rise of Resistance, mm-hmm. right? And so, if we were going to take like a comparison, because I think a lot of people would think right now that's the best attraction at Walt Disney World. I, I haven't gone on it yet, but if I compared what I've seen of that one. To haven't actually done Flight of Passage, I still give the edge to Flight of Passage. Do you guys? How do you guys feel? Um, I'd probably go with 
Rise still because it's such a different experience and I would say that Rise wins in the pre-show area in the pre-show area. Yeah. I think that the actual ride itself is not as good. Like the theming and everything, but I like the pre-shows. Because yeah. I've, I've ridden Rise twice, and it was good, but I think my favorite parts are the pre-show areas and not the actual ride part. Well, there's parts of the ride that I think are exceptional, and then right. there's parts of the ride that are like, okay, it's all right. The one, <laughs> the part of the ride that I always am like, what? It, why is the, uh, the part with the probe droid where it literally comes right in front of your face and they're like, good thing it didn't spot you. Like, uh, how dumb is a probe droid? We were two feet in front of its face and it didn't see us? Like, what? I don't understand that part. <laughs> right. It is easy to blow up, I guess. I was Unless say, not a self-destruct. They, I didn't hit it very hard. Yeah. I can say they spotted Han and Chewie from like, I don't know, a mile away on Hoth in the snow but yet it's like right there in front of you and it can't spot you i know i'm like what it's a good bet the empire knows we're here i always say that line when the reason why i brought it up and why i was thinking on those lines though is because i'm thinking it's more like i feel like you have to be more to enjoy it more you have to be more of a fan even a casual fan of star wars to get that one more so than you have to with Avatar, like with Pandora, with Flight of Passage. I don't know. A lot of people who aren't Star Wars fans have really liked Rise. Yeah. yeah. I think the effects are cool. I think it's got a great story. I do think that the like there's two different ways you can go. So once you've ridden both ways, that's good. Maybe one of the reasons it's a little lower in my head is not because it's a worse ride, but it's not something that you can ride a lot. Right, you really get one shot almost per trip to ride it. Per trip. Well, that's yeah, of course, due to the current system. Right. Which will eventually go away, you would think. Whereas with Flight of Passage, I've been able to marathon it, and it was pretty fun. Right. Yeah, Flight of Passage is much easier to get on. Obviously, now too, you can get on it like as many times as you want if you go to Animal Kingdom. But I was gonna say, there's still parts of this ride that are so impressive like for one when you go into the bay with the stormtroopers and everything around you that's still like really cool but on the ride when you go in the room with the adats that to me is like the best part of the ride it's just really cool yeah. i wish you were in there longer actually but but see that's another thing with the ATATs. that's something that the fan right. is going to know about and actually care more about and think that that's awesome the non-fan is not going to think of that as quite so awesome. Well, I still think the scale of it is impressive because it's a ginormous room that you go into, and the scale of it is impressive. I think it's it's still kind of awe-inspiring, so to speak, for anybody. Okay. Parts of it. Like just, I said, parts of it. Just something I considered. I mean, I think we would agree, even just from seeing it, that Runaway Railway is cool and all, but I don't think it even comes into the same level as either of those attractions, really. Right. I genuinely loved Runaway Railway. I thought that was okay. really cool. It's very much like Ratatouille. So once you do Ratatouille, it's going to be like, oh, this is the same as Rise and and Runaway Railway. They're very, they're all very similar. The yeah. trackless thing, and there's lots of screens involved, but it's still very impressive. Well, there's three spinners, at, you know, at least. Right. So we might as well have. <laughs> so why not? Yeah. Four spinners. How many spinners are there? 
Yeah, there's four. There's well, do you count both sides of Dumbo? <laughs> well, no, no. There's 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 Dumbo. There's the Astro Orbiter. There's carpets, carpets yeah. and then there's Triceratops. One in Animal Kingdom that doesn't yeah. belong. It doesn't belong. So four spinners. Yeah. What do you think when they start hitting budget cuts with the Epcot reimagining? What's going to get turned into a spinner? <laughs> well, Mary Poppins was rumored to be a spinner. It's at one well, point. it's already cut, so that can't right. be. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. They were they already cut a spinner, apparently. Mm. So who knows? I guess it's in a way, Mich- Mission Space already is a spinner, right? So mm, that is a good point. <laughs> By the way, we got a lot out of this very short story about the Kylo Ren animatronic being down. <laughs> well, it went from one to the other, <laughs> you know. Well, since we're on the rise of the resistance topic, yeah, I wouldn't mind going to try to ride rise of the resistance because they did a major upgrade to the yes. my disney experience this was, this queuing. Is like the story of the week isn't it yeah before when you had the virtual queue you would go in and as soon as it opened up it would pop up and the first thing you had to do is select your party so you had to go through and if you have a lot of friends and family you have to scroll through you have to select everybody and during the time you're selecting it all the people that only have one or two people have already gotten into rise of the resistance so you have to sit there and you had a bazillion people at your Christmas thing last yeah. year, and it, it just took forever. So the update to the app makes it now that when you are in the park and you go to do a virtual queue, by default, it checks everybody that has scanned into the park that is tapped in by default. So now, unless something happened with the, the tap-in, everybody should be already checked, and you can just click right through and get, get into the, the queue saves a lot of tapping for the larger parties. I mean, yeah. people I knew were like just unfriending their friends so that they could have a shorter list to make it easier for them to build their party and then refriend them after they came home. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, anything they can do to make that process yeah. more fair, for one thing, is a step in the right direction. Right. Because I was just counting. I have 29 friends on my list. So when you have to pick, you know, three or four or five or six who are out of that many and then you got to scroll to the bottom to go to the next screen, you're already behind the eight ball, so to speak. So it, it was a huge waste of time when people who, like, like you said, have a handful of people on their list can click, click and be done way before I could. So. Or maybe, maybe a better analogy given to Star Wars would be something like the Death Star is already cressing the planet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Death Star is in range <laughs> already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this should help level the playing field on that. A little bit. And since you mentioned the my Disney Experience app, I just opened it up. And as an update, I'm still showing that I have an annual pass in <laughs> yeah, my Disney yeah. Experience. Yeah. So why don't we go? Let's, let's go they're and just, check this they're out. They're just tempting you. I mean, in theory, I should not be able to tap into the park. Right. Because it was supposed to expire on August 12th. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll go test it out and see. Drive down there right now and just try it and see, and then come back. All right, I guess I'll have to do that tomorrow. Yeah, just see if it works. What's going to happen is as soon as he taps, they're going to make, oh, you changed your mind? Okay, we're glad. Right. You're back. (laughs) By tapping into the park, (laughs) you agree. forfeited your refund. (laughs) Right. So, um, I have a, maybe a non-Disney related news story. I mean, it is Disney related, but it's not like Disney Parks updates. It's about a challenge that actually happened. 
Oh yeah, this past week. This past weekend, yeah. So the Every Ride folks came up with a way to run the Every Ride Challenge during this time, and it's called the Every Ride Tag Team Challenge. It was actually posted on KennyThePirate.com. Yeah, and he's one of the folks that works with Every Ride. So the way it works is you have a single team. There are four members to the team, and each person starts at a different park because you can only go to one park a day and you post a video of you entering the queue line and then you post a video when you get out of the line tagging a team member who's then allowed to get into a queue line at another park yeah you can't ride more than one ride in a row so you can't ride two consecutive rides or more in the same park you always have to tag after each one and so it gets kind of interesting because you think about it half the rides are at magic kingdom yeah so you have to work it out to make sure that you keep tagging in the magic kingdom person um and then they have to tag out the right person at the and then there's a lot of downtime for the other folks right yeah anyways there's uh, a team ran it the team was uh kitty the pirate uh disney dude 71 who i didn't know his name is brady cox i think this is the first time we'd seen him or at least i had followed along with him kendall mullins ran it and vicky toupee vicky mouse yeah. 321 she ran it as well as a team right i think kenny was at animal kingdom vicky was at epcot kendall was at magic kingdom and brady was then at hollywood studios so they got i think 37 rides done hmm. still came up pretty short and i think part of it is that lines were a bit longer than they have been was a little bit more packed yeah. and i also think that, that that whole you have to get a video before you get in the next line i mean that really adds some time especially given the short park hours yeah. even with the short lines you right. can't get in the line until somebody's posted a video but anyways the other thing i would say that was a little difficult with this is it's very hard to follow because you have four different twitter accounts, accounts yeah. right. posting so it's really hard to follow who's tagged in and yeah it's a cool idea, though. It's a cool so idea. The, yeah, I think we agree the concept is good. Just need some tweaking on the the how. Yeah. The part that I think is interesting, the strategy of well, which ride do you do next to give you know the shortest amount of time for the next person to tag, and what do they do so that you know you can get ready for the next thing? You know, uh, it, it's interesting trying to figure that out. I think. I wonder if you're like on a lot of group calls. <laughs> like, do you do a group chat or do you do like a Zoom call with everybody <laughs> during, in between to uh, try and figure out what the, the next thing should be, your next move? I don't know. That would be hard to coordinate. And I think the yeah. other thing is, is like half the time when you're on a ride, uh, you don't get great service anyway. So it yeah. might be a little difficult. Right. So then you'd have to wait till after the ride to post your video, and that takes up more time, too. Yeah. Like Rock and Roller Coaster, for example, is you never get cell service in there. Right. That is like the hardest picture to post before the ride. It almost never posts uh, the picture back when it was a picture. So imagine trying to upload a video in there. Yeah. Most of the time, the picture gets posted after you've exited the show the ride, building. Yeah. As you're like running to the next thing, you're trying to upload the picture from takes forever that was always fun yep so at magic kingdom how do you make it to where you're not finishing the night with like eight rides left in a row at magic kingdom 
Well, you have to, to make, make sure. sure that you keep getting tagged. Right. right? Yeah. Like if, so, if you're not coordinated, it's possible for them to make it impossible. Right. To leave you with two in a row, you'd have to like be tagged right. every other time for a while. I don't actually have the ride list right now, but I know that in the past, half of them were at Magic Kingdom. So I'm assuming it's approximately half. So if that's the case, everybody else at the other parks always tags the Magic Kingdom person. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just be. they're just sitting at Starbucks for a while trying to, until you yeah. ride half half the rides there, then you can start riding some more rides. And... Right. So the Magic Kingdom person is the one that then is tagging out to the other parks. I would say one thing about the Magic Kingdom one though is it does have the shorter ride times, with the exception of a few. Yeah. Right. Um, exception of a couple so, of really long ones. <laughs> yeah. Normally. Like Carousel. <laughs> right. Oh, Kendall just and got on Carousel boat. of Progress, so all four people are just sitting on their thumbs at all the parks, waiting for her to finish. <laughs> right. Like a like you know most of Fantasyland is like what a like two minute ride. Yeah. <laughs> Each one. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see if there's any other teams that decide to. Uh, run this or if yeah. these uh, teams well i think up. we already know there's some that are right they're, they're planning they're attempting it there's some uh, yeah i've heard cool. some rumors that there yeah. might be a team or two <laughs> yeah but we'll have to wait and see i think someone will have already done it by the time this is released <laughs> maybe i think that's right i could be wrong all right so we'll yeah. talk about it next week if that's the case yep so there's there it is. The challenge community will always find a way to keep it going. I feel like, you know, this is just trying to scratch that itch to do it. It's it's not right. gonna this isn't gonna survive past the pandemic. Like Life this version of the challenge. Finds a way. I don't know, if it if it gets enough attention and people kinda like the idea, maybe it will. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. I you know what though, I just thought of something. Did we talk about the fact that Chapek threw massive amounts of shade at annual pass holders. Did we mention that? Sort of. Show? Back in remember. the earnings call. Right, yeah. Did we mention that? Or... I, I don't know if we discussed it, but I feel like there's a way that we could discuss it that he didn't. Okay, I... so you're going to take devil's advocate, yes. is what you're trying to say. So go ahead and explain why you think he threw shade, and then I'll tell you why he didn't. I mean, it makes sense now in the current climate that they wanted more resort guests to come because they would spend more money because they're staying at the hotels and they're spending more on tickets in the short term. But annual pass holders spend more over the long term, so I don't see why you would throw shade by saying, essentially, I can't remember the exact wording he used, but it was kind of like, we prefer resort guests because they spend more money to annual pass holders but i think over longer period of time annual pass holders probably spend more than the one time people that come i would i would argue that we've spent way more than a, a family that comes once a year you know what i mean so that's my well in a in a sense you're right here's the devil's advocate side okay so he was on an earnings call about their most recent quarter mm-hmm. and on the earnings call you might be an anomaly. Most pass holders aren't as profitable, especially when you're talking about an earnings call, because the resort guests fill up the hotels. They and, and they they're they're kind of a real captive audience. They they stay for longer because if they're if they're one timers, they're gonna come to the hotels. They'll stay for longer, and they'll probably go with like the dining plan or something like that, and they'll just stay within that bubble and spend a lot of money. The pass holders, you get a bump when they 
bypasses from that, but then everything else after that is incremental. Like you aren't making as much on the hotels because a lot of them are local. And, and they're discounted. And they're discounted. Unless they're doing a challenge. <laughs> right. Then you need that extra magic hour. Huh? But that's yeah. very few people. Yeah. I don't think that's enough to move the, the numbers. Um, and so I think it was a, just more of a factual statement rather than a dig at pass holders. Yeah. That, that pass holders are, like, compare a resort, an out-of-town one-time resort guest to any given pass holder. That resort guest is more profitable on a given trip, right? Right. In the short term, in the short term. Well, well you say in the short term, but let's just take a week. Let's just say there's a, somebody who's got an annual pass that lives close enough that they go every day in one week. Yeah. How much money is that pass holder going to spend in that one week versus the person who's vacationing there that one week? Right. That's why I say the short term, yeah. But if you if that annual pass holder comes for 100 days out of the year and they spend money on food and wine, they buy souvenirs, they eat at some of the restaurants, that's, that's going to add enough. up. That's not enough to float Disney World. <laughs> oh, and on top of that, there's, again, on top of that, that's, you're you're talking from personal experience. That is not the average annual pass holder that's out of state. <laughs> well, yeah, for me, or yes, in state, out of for that state. Matter. But I think locals come and they spend money. Uh, they spend a lot of money. But who who are annual pass holders? They're Disney fans. They're going to buy stuff. They're going to buy these merchandise because they're Disney fans. And over the course of a year, I guarantee you, they spend more than a person like our family that comes for one week. Well, when you well, count the, problem the is, price is there's of the pass, of the families coming for one week. So you're going to look at metrics like um, profit per trip, and right now they're profit per. Yeah, person walking into the door on yeah. a given day is lower. Right. And if you have short the term. balance in the other way, well, everything's short term. It's a quarterly right. earnings call in a public right. company. <laughs> sure. They're not selling annual passes. They're making I mean, zero you're not dollars going every off quarter, of that. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> Usually, <laughs> more often than that, and a lot of times. Well, I think I they know. would be be. It would behoove them to get you to come back, but you and I are probably not the bulk of the annual pass holders. The bulk of the guests that are coming are not staying. I mean, we know the hotels aren't being filled up. They're consolidating right. people, right? They yeah. can't fill them up. They have lower attendance than they expected. People aren't willing to travel there. And everything right. is premised on getting people to spend way too much money for the Grand Floridian. So here's the other point to that being pass holders and not wanting to maybe insult them or make them feel insulted if you even if you weren't intending to because who do you need now now that resort guests aren't coming and people are canceling who do you need now more than ever pass holders you need them to spend money yeah i think i'm so, i'm of the opinion that it was an earnings call and right we like to get insulted as pa- as a recent sure. pass holder insulted by everything and sure we like to, and, and we like to take any opportunity we can to make to say that Chapik did something wrong of course i just want to make him the villain no matter what so <laughs> <laughs> but according well, to uh, somebody who ran into josh tomorrow this week that the he's like we're going to make it right with pass holders very soon according to him so 
We'll see what that. I mean, means. make it right. I mean, you you already have it better than it did when I last had a pass holder. I'm the one that got <laughs> got screwed. <laughs> right. Back it's, when I still had one back in the day. Yeah. So. So that's you know that's hearsay, but. So they're going to make it right. So you're going to get three Tinkerbell magnets instead of one. <laughs> yes, not one per household, one per pass holder. That's what that's going to make up for it. I don't know. Well, my guess is we'll continue to see more discounts for annual pass holders for stuff. Because they need them. They need us to continue to come back. They do need you for a cash flow. They need, they need vacation, Jason, for cash flow. Yeah. But what they really need is the balance of the people walking in the front door of the park to be largely out-of-towners. Yeah, but they're not getting that. That's the thing. They're not going to get it for a while. And so that's when you're on an earnings call with with Wall Street. Yeah. You have to explain why you're not hitting your target, and that is the explanation. Yeah, and and I get that. But at the same time, I think they have to bend over backwards for pass holders right now because they need them. I can't believe I'm on pro-Chapic. I hate Chapic. Yeah, I'm like, what? But this is this is this is just business, folks. That's just yeah. It's not personal. It's it's strictly business. It's a business call. It's an earnings call. Well, I was gonna say, and let's be honest, Disney's stock is actually doing quite well. Well, all the stocks are doing quite well because the markets make zero sense. But well, I mean, my point there. I mean, Disney's not hurting. I mean, they're not doing what they would like, obviously, but they're not. They're not in danger of folding or anything anytime soon by any means. I mean, they do need things to get back to normal as sooner rather than later. I think everybody does. They're not going to fold up shop or they're not even going to sell out to Apple. I just want to point out that Jason canceled his pass and he's siding with Bob Chapek. So <laughs> just want to point that out. Have I become he's evil? Turning, Am he's I turning evil to the This is evil Jason we're talking to. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm going to I'm going to turn on the rafts and I'll start riding the monorail. Now then we'll know that Jason has an evil twin. If <laughs> he starts talking bad about then, the rafts, and then Adam will be like, "You are my brother, Jason. <laughs> I trusted you." Right. <laughs> sure. I'll just make sure to keep the the high ground anytime I'm around Adam. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I have a lightsaber, so. That has many colors. <laughs> yes. I've yeah. Well we managed to go longer than I thought we would, so Yeah, I mean we do probably need to wrap up. I have a uh I have a phone call with Chapik in a little bit to tell yeah, him that okay. I, to to grovel at his feet. Yeah, he Should've he's known. he's gonna beam himself in. He 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 usually wears a hood pulled down over yeah. so I can't tell it's him. <laughs> the Emperor Darth Bob. Yeah, Jason's going to walk in the room and he's going to see the back of his mutilated head with the little helmet go down. Thunk. (laughs) I mean, just to be clear, I'm not the only one over here that's given some chaping praise. I don't know if you guys read Kenny the Pirate's website, but they did a whole article on Chapek is the CEO Disney needs right now this past (gasps) week. Really? Yeah, so... Chapik's not the hero they want. He's the hero they need. It sounds like he's, you know, he's he's rising. I guess because right. cutting things is kind of like the right thing to do right now. So it's he's built for this. So he's the Dark Knight. That's what we're saying. That's, what, that's what I was saying. Like. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs>
That's kind of how Kenny put it, or whoever. He can take it. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, he can take it. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. You either die a hero, or you live long enough to become the villain. And well, he's he's obviously lived long enough to become the villain. So <laughs> there you go. go. I don't, well, know, I don't know at what point he could have died as the hero, but <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I don't either. It wasn't as chairman of Parks and Resorts, I can tell you that. <laughs> well, you'll know I've really, I've really jumped the shark when next next week I open with a, a Chapik uh, fan <laughs> website. I abandoned the rafts, and I tell you that I've booked a trip to Universal Studios. So. Oh, wow. Well, if you shave your head, too, then we'll know. You're just trying to be like Bob. Just trying to be like Bob. He's... <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna write a Hamilton esque ode to Chapik. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's let's land this. Land what plane? So um so okay so we're gonna leave a link to the YouTube videos and please just go follow us mainly because we need enough followers there to start doing some content when the parks we start going back for challenges and things. Like yeah. comment and subscribe. Like, comment, see, subscribe. See, exactly. See, see, the idea is that we'll have enough subscriptions by the time the parks are finally back in full swing that we can actually do a challenge, right? Right. And we can maybe Some, live stream something. that challenge if we have enough followers. We plan, on, we plan on, yeah, we plan on documenting it regardless, but live would be better. Live would I be better. I think it would get more attention that way. Mm-hmm. But we still have all of our traditional channels. We also have all the other stuff. So where do we find all that? Well, since I uh, I just disappeared on the last episode <laughs> at the very end, you can find us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's all at TWTM Podcast. And as we just mentioned, we're kind of putting more content out on YouTube, so I'll throw that in there. As we as he was just mentioning, please subscribe because you know the more subscriptions we get, the sooner we can get to that oh, that plateau in which we can go live mobily. So, of course, we also have a Spreadshirt store in which you can buy your TWTM merchandise. That is shop.spreadshirt.com/slash/twtmpodcast. And we have our website, which is travelingwiththemouse.com. You can find links to all those things and more there. We also have an email address if you want to email us that way, podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com. And we have a Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash podcast. All right. So for John and Adam, this is Jason, and we hope you'll join us on our next trip. That is, if John, you know, doesn't go too hard next week since he's free. (laughs) Yep. This is where we just play Freebird for an hour at the end of the show.